Would you? Would I what? Bang a ghost. What? I mean, like, if you saw a really hot ghost chick, would you, like, say, hey, you want to maybe possess my mattress for a bit? Dude! Of course! <sighs> you gotta be shitting me. Ah, trick or wing! Do not open that door, dude, okay? I mean it. Just tell him to fuck off. I don't care if it's Santa Claus tonight. And if it is, tell him he still owes me 500 caps. Ah, trick or not us. What? What you say? Mm, open door. Who is it? Trick or wiener! We don't got no candy, and you don't got no kids. There aren't any. You're an adult. Beat it. Not us. What the... Are, are you a scorched? Uh, no. Us. You're a scorched, aren't you? Trick or treat. Not us? Yes, not us. That's what I figured. <laughs> Man, those Teslas sure come in handy. What the fuck? Stay inside, child! Love story. Aw, uh, Punch can read? Nah, dude. It'll take us till Christmas to get through if you read it. But Punch wants to tell story. Tell you what, dude. We can read it together. And I'll kick in for those tough words. Which will probably be all of them. No more trick-or-treaters outside? No. There is no one anywhere. Is everything okay? You look funny. Uh, yeah. All good, kid. Just quiet out there. Not a breath of wind and foggy as fuck. How long has the radio been out? Radio? Yeah. It's playing nothing but static, dude. It's all static. Not even Appalachia radio or pirate radio are on air. That's weird. Huh. Didn't even notice. Another story now? It's getting kind of late, Curtain Climber. Gonna mess up your sleep. Be like a zombie tomorrow. But we're not tired, right, Honey Poppy Air? Oh, I sure would like a jar of honey to smother myself with. Ah, <laughs> uh, go on then. But I think you had enough candy, kid. Grab some more hot cider. Moose, you want some, dude? Yeah, bring a picture of it. Punch read now? Yeah, dude. Go on. Yay! For, um, ever and always. That's what I was going to say. The first year of college can be the loneliest you ever feel. At least Lucas thought so. Away from friends, family, and home, and romance. Are you kidding? But he loved to dream, and what he dreamed he'd write. And in his mind, and on the page, his monsters, demons, and slithering horrors would come to life. If only he had a life and love of his own. One Halloween, love found him. Now, if only Lucas could stop screaming. Hehehe. <laughs>
the lights, will you? And that was George Lynch's The Nightmare Carnival. Best summed up by a quote from Carl Jung. I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to be. You'll remember we discussed previously that Jung had a different interpretation of dreams than that of his mentor, and that, in imagery, they illustrate our internal conflicts and point to their cure as well. Right. Mr. Thorne, you're up. Mr. Thorn? Thorn! Thorn! Uh, what? What? It appears that Mr. Thorn is currently exploring a red book of his own. <laughs> Mr. Thorn, this isn't a Podthunk high school out in the sticks where you grew up. This is Voltec University. Sleep through my class again, and you're cut. Are we clear? Yes, sir. You're up. Hope last night was good for you, too. <laughs> I've had better. <laughs> <clears throat> In Alamogordo, New Mexico, on July 16, 1945, the first successful atomic bomb completed with the Trinity detonation. Our world as we knew it changed in that instant. And with that flashpoint. Oppenheimer later recalled a verse from Hindu. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Bainbridge simply said, Now we are all sons of bitches. <laughs> the fascination with the power of the atom for all its wonders of modern technology generated over a century of iconic science fiction such as So I Married an Atom from Space, The Atomic Horror, and Atomic Babes from Planet X. Though... That last one was in limited distribution. I feel the best of post-war Atomic Age science fiction is The Atomic Vampire, first released in August of 2053. Um, projector and lights, please. I wanted you from the first moment I saw you. I just never thought you'd feel the same. What is... This is the wrong film. 
You won't tell anyone, will you? Not if you won't. It'll be our little secret. I really like you. Hey, I feel the same. That's the wrong film. Please shut it off. Can I? Um, is it okay if I kiss you? I thought you'd never ask. I've never done this before. Please turn off the fucking projector! I think he ate my gum. It's okay, Lucas. There's more where that came from. <laughs> hey, it's only gay if you kiss back to You told me I had a nice smile. I was tempted to go all the way. Not gonna lie. <laughs> That's one way to make captain of the swim team. Fruit thinks a little couch action can make the cut. <laughs> Kevin, turn that off now! <laughs> yes, Mr. Harvey. Mr. Thorne, is this supposed to be funny? No, I didn't put that in there. That's not my film. They catfished me. I I didn't know they were... You're wasting my time and patience, Mr. Thorne. Every year I have someone who thinks they can bring their own unique brand of humor or shock and awe to this class with a cute little drop-in. Though what I just saw there was certainly new territory. Congratulations on your artistic ingenuity. That isn't mine. I... <sighs> Not done yet with the show, Mr. Thorne? Well, we are. Get out. Now. I... I don't feel... <sighs> What's the matter with you, boy? I don't feel right. Nothing about you is right. You sick freak. <laughs> Please, stop. I can't stop it. It's coming. You think I'm a monster? I'll show you what I really am. Stop laughing! dripping with the viscera of former classmates. He at last gave himself to the dark hunger and unspeakable ancient evil cursed upon him. Cast out. Hunted. Afraid and alone. His humanity faded as he ran through the halls now echoing with screams of terror as they at last saw his true form. Calling campus security. Mm, God damn it. 
Wait a minute, Simone. Right, so it's Halloween! A holiday that has been your, your favorite day of the year since we were like five. And not only did you not show up for our costume-making lunch date, but you've skipped classes for two days now. So, you know, I figured I'd just come on over and and see if you died. I see, I see you did. Oh, aha. Seriously, though. You look like you've slept in a barn. What are you wearing? Well, since your prissy ass couldn't bother to show up to help me, this is the best I could throw together. I'm an anthropomorphic cat cheerleader. Well, you look like a streetwalker. Oh, and what is that smell? Oh, gross, Lucas. You've, you're cultivating new forms of life on this dinner plate. Yeah, I know, I know. Just give me a minute. Need to write this down before I lose it. Uh, grab a seat. Okay, let me just move a pile. Yeah, and, and where's your roommate? Is he smothered to death somewhere underneath all of this? Gone. He was selected for the overseer program. Started classes. I came back one day after class and all his stuff was gone. Yeah, that's kind of weird. What, what are you writing? Nothing. Oh man, you're kidding me, right? The dream again? You are a psychologist's field day. You really need to let this go. Let it go? I didn't intend to start my first year of college in an existential crisis. I hadn't even told my parents yet. First day of swimming tryouts, and the guy of frankly anyone's dreams gives me a wink and a handshake that lingered just a little too long. First date I've ever had with a guy ever. And I don't ask people out. Yeah, I know. I had to ask you out, remember? Yeah. I should have put two and two together sooner. When I noticed you side-eyed my brother coming in from gymnastics. Right? So I do. And of course it turns out to be a catfishing prank by some asshole frat bros who were crafty enough to bring a camera. And the very next day, everyone knows, Simone. So what if they do? You wouldn't understand. Uh, yeah, I, I actually do. So you're into guys. Who the hell cares? If they have a problem with it, let them. Before this, before here, neither one of us gave a flying fuck what anyone thought back in school. You are today the same person you were before making out with that dickhead. It's not that simple. All my life I felt like I'm not even here. Like I'm just empty. Going through the motions of everything. At first I thought it was because I was gay that I felt like I didn't belong. But I think it's more than that. that that's just a state of mind, Lucas, and, I, and I'm sorry. But only you can do something about this. You're a hell of a horror writer who frankly, frankly kept me up at night with your rough drafts. But for weeks now, for weeks, look at what you've been writing. What do you mean? Don't toy with me. I made claws out of three-wing binder loops. My dreams. What I'm writing? I'm the monster. Right. So stop. Because you're not. You aren't defined by what they say you are. You're defined by what you say you are. 
thanks. You're welcome. Wanna pet me? <laughs> no. I don't know where you've been. So, pep talk over. You are going to take your undead carcass down the hall to shower, change, and then we're going out. Out? Where? You know that old abandoned farm down by the Nuka-Cola plant? Well, some of the guys from the Delta Tau Epsilon frat set up a haunted hedge maze down there. Oh, come on. Don't look at me like that. It'll be fun. They even set up a stage. Frank and the Ghoulies are playing. You love them. And guess what they called the corn maze. Come on. Yes. I have no idea. Corn of the macabre. <laughs> that is a dad-level joke. And it's awful. Come on. Let's just hang out here. I'll clean up. We can pick up a pizza. Vincent Von Gogh will be on at 8 doing an all-night marathon of the classics. Even 12 minutes of footage cut from Night of the Fishmen. Hmm, tempting, but no. Go shower. Please. The very last thing I want to do is get drunk surrounded by those people. Ugh. Clearly, you weren't listening to me a moment ago. Well, you have fun here. I'm going to go chase tail. Meow, baby. No, come on. Don't leave like that. When you come to your senses and decide to stop feeling sorry for yourself, here's the fly with the directions, and you'd better show. Because if I have to walk back, he'll have no fury like... <sighs> Yet another relationship I fucked up. Ah, been expecting you. Forgive me, we haven't been formally introduced, have we? My name is Vincent von Gould, and tonight, from the haunted halls of my castle dunk, will slither and crawl a total force of ghastly ghouls and villainous vampires on this night of All Hallows' Eve. <laughs> Darkness now falls across the land. And quite soon, the midnight hour will be close at hand. Creatures will crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. Dim the lights now and cuddle close in the shadows with another living soul. Because tonight, we begin with Arch Obler's The Dark. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, Vincent. I'm not feeling it. guess. Mm-hmm. Skipped classes again, didn't you? Yes, ma'am. Oh. Look, kid, we don't always get to pick our own card in life. Sometimes, you have to take the hand dealt to you. Yeah. How's Dad? 
by. He's moping down at the haven, praying to the good Lord to figure out where he went wrong. I tried talking to him. How did that go? Well, it ended with me calling him a stubborn son of a bitch and reminding him that he doesn't make mistakes on what he puts on this green earth. (laughs) Sure that went over well. He'll come around. He takes after his father. Your mom, on the other hand, well, I could smack her. You'd think she just discovered a new hobby, talking to this one and that one. The Wilkinsons over in Beckley have a son up in Boston attending MIT, who's bi, and and your mother was peppering her with the most ridiculous questions, trying to set you two up. Chased Miss Wilkinson right out the golf club, until finally the woman told your mother, in no uncertain terms, to get help. Oh. Oh, no. She didn't... (coughs) You okay? Yeah, just a little cough. Been bothering me all day. Hang on a minute. What the hell are you doing in the dorm? Where's Simone? You two should be painting the town. Yeah, not this year. She went to this haunted corn maze party some of the frats are throwing. And you let her go to a frat party alone? Have you plumb lost your senses, boy? I... didn't really think about it. I tried to get her to stay with me. Look, kid. No. No! Not with a flamethrower, you stupid robot! Honey, I I need to go. That second hand Mr. Andy is burning my caramel sauce for these apples. They clean me right out of the first batch. I've got to get a move on before the kids start TPing the porch. Okay, Grams. You find something to wear. Get your ass out there. And tomorrow, I want to hear all about it, okay? Yes, ma'am. Hey, what time is it? Just going on seven. Why? Oh, my clock's busted. Keeps flashing 11-11. Love you. Love you, too. Now look what you've done, you stupid son of a... Right. Party it is. Now to figure out a costume... Setting my soul free I finally surrender Even my white flag I wanted it back Always tried too hard But now it's over I can finally Finally be me 
There's no love under the blood red moon Ain't got no loyalties, no one to please What the hell? Right in my ass. Just go around, dickhead! What is the problem? Go around me, assholes! Fine. Pull over. Assholes. What the hell? I've got you. Stay with me. You've got to be kidding me. That's impossible. A nuclear-powered car can't run out of juice. Great. Just great. I knew I should have stayed at home. Where the hell am I anyway? Farm should just be down that road a bit. Well, fuck it. Not me just walking down a dark road by myself on Halloween. This is crazy. This is crazy. Lucas felt a cold, a cold he'd never felt before, that penetrated deep into his bones as he walked down the road in the full dark. Over his head, clouds had snuffed out even the starlight, and as he crested the top of the hill, his sense of unease had grown into a suffocating panic as he heard a familiar, distant sound behind him. That's... Hey! Hey, that's my car! That's my car! Who is that? Cal? Trey? I swear to Christ, I'll report you to the police! Who is that? This isn't funny! Quit fucking around! What the hell? What the hell? Stop! Stop, please! Please! Please leave me alone. What do you want? What do you want from me? <coughs> Are you scared? Yes. I'm sorry. What? What the actual fuck is going on? Hello? Who's there? Oh, thank God. Please, I'm, I'm stuck. Please help me. I'm here. I'm here. Who's that? Oh, oh my God. Hang on. Tire. What's changing the tire jack? Slip. Oh, please help me. Please help me. Hang on. Don't move. I can't. I can't lift the trailer. The jack. Use the jack. You all right, sir? Oh, yes, I, <coughs> I thought I bought the farm. <laughs> you should have had flares out. 
Someone could have come over the hill and clipped you. Oh, they did. Some speeding jackass kids tore over the hill and sideswiped my trailer. Yeah. I saw them. Oh, shit, your head, you're bleeding. Bumped my head on the road, gosh, dark kids. Always, oh, ah. Hang on. Here. Keep some pressure on that. You should get to a hospital and make sure you don't have a concussion or need stitches. Nah, me? <laughs> I'm a tough old vulture. <laughs> you, uh, you heading to the party? What? Oh. Pirate costume gave me away, huh? Is that what that is? <laughs> uh, speaking of dumb moves on a dark road, uh, what on earth are you doing all here out by your lonesome? My... car broke down. Or... something. Right run out of bad luck for the both of us tonight, huh? <laughs> oh, careful. Yeah, you're not driving anywhere. Here, let's get you inside. Oh, I'm okay, just feeling a little lightheaded. It's okay. Party I'm headed to? There's a little service station just up the road with a phone. I can ring for an ambulance. No, 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 no. I'm fine, I'm fine. I appreciate the concern, though. Don't know what I would have done if someone hadn't come finally. Me, Cass, I, I sue Cass, eh? I par- pardon the mess, though. This is... I par- pardon the mess, though. This is amazing. This old junk? Ah. Uh, the accumulated detritus of decades of roaming the open roads, kid. Just plunked me down in my rocket there. Ooh, oh, the head stopped spinning for a minute. You an antiques dealer or something? No, or something. <laughs> I'm a bit of a wanderer, you'd say. Soul of the road. Mary and I have been collecting things from here and there along the way for years now. Though most of this junk looks like estate sale leftovers. <laughs> Mary? Your wife? Yeah, that she was, dear sweet soul. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. Ah, nothing to apologize for, kid. My life was all the better for her in it. Well, what about you? you? You got yourself a girl? Not... as such. You're starting college, then? Yeah. vault University. First year. Haven't quite found the right one yet. You'll know when you do. Oh, you'll have people drifting in and out of your life like passing faces in the rain. Some for a night, some for longer. But you'll know when you find her. It was like that with me and Mary and her high school sweethearts. And from then on until the last day, there wasn't a day I didn't love her as completely as she deserved. No, sir. It must have been terrible to lose a love like that. Feels like a long time ago now I lost her. And longer still since we sold the house and hit the road. She was a stubborn thing. (laughs) Doctors told us she'd have months, so we hit the road until the road ran out for us. Yeah, people introduce their spouses at some cocktail party or shindig, and they'd say, This is my other half, or my better half. They throw that statement around with a smirk without knowing the real power and truth behind that saying. My Mary. My Mary was my twin flame. My real other half. Twin flame? Like a soulmate, but so much more. 
Well, I've never met anyone I've connected with like that. It's great that you carry those memories with you, though, and all of this. Oh, there's more of the memories here now. I took her death hard, boy. But I kept going. Kept collecting, looking for something to capture death itself. Force it to give me back what was taken from me. But what I collect now isn't old furniture and dishware. Capture death? Yes, sir, he captured death. And I had a trump card. Knowledge. See, twin flames, true soulmates, have a powerful cosmic connection. They are one soul shared on this plane, cleaved right down the middle and split into vessels. The yin and the yang. And they, they, yet they fit together to form a perfect whole. They're drawn to each other through time and space, the most unstoppable force in the universe. Twin flames never lose their connection. No, even beyond the veil of death, and, and with the right medium, you can cast a lifeline out to hook on in the dark and reel them back in. Yes, sir, that is what I collect now. Some of these objects are supernatural? Yep. They all have a story to them. Some more than others, of course, but... Each and every one of them has been touched by the beyond. So, is that a haunted chamber pot over there? (laughs) Never, ever laugh in the face of darkness, my boy. I don't like it. Yeah, look, I need to get going. Glad you're okay. You sure you don't want me to call an ambulance? Ambulance, ambulance. I've had enough of doctors and their nonsense for a lifetime. Do you have time? I wish. (laughs) It's 11 past 11. Now, hey, hold on. I got something for you, boy. For me? Yes, sir. A good deed and a good deed should never go unrewarded. And this particular object holds power, sure, but not for me. Not anymore. Let me just, uh, where did I put this? God darn old. Ah, there she is. A mirror? This is as much as a mirror as you are a pirate. You into Halloween, I take it. Yeah, of course. Ever had your fortune told at a carnival? Been to a carnival, yeah, but those fortune tellers always weirded me out. Divination is an ancient art, a proper science, when you get right down to it. It looks beyond the veil to see the threats of fate and destiny. Like the story of the monkey's paw. No, it will show you your truest love, bound by fate. You can't be serious. As serious as the grave, my boy. (coughs) Finding it wasn't easy, no. Taking it was even harder. But I didn't realize until later what its purpose was. So, I'm giving it to you. To me? I can't take this. It looks old. It's black painted. And... Are those gems? You could certainly hawk it and pay off the rest of your schooling. But if you're smart, you use it. Because its power is tied to this night. And this night only each year. How does it work? Carve a fresh picked apple into slices and nine. And in a darkened room before a candle, you must wait. At the stroke of midnight, not before, not after... Eat eight slices, and eight slices only. The ninth slice, throw it into the mirror, and your truest love will appear. Into the mirror? Yep. 
And midnight, mind you, not before, not after. And be careful with that mirror. Supernatural objects, when broken, well, their power leaks out into the world, and you, you don't want any part of that, trust me. Now, now take it, take it, boy. You sure? Destiny can't be fought, boy. And it's already decided that it's yours. Take it. Okay. Thanks. Now, I'm feeling better. So what you say I drop you off at your party, huh? Lucas and the strange old man finished putting the spare tire into the rickety old trailer and clambered into the picker-up. With the roar of an engine and spitting of gravel, pulled into the dark and lonely road. Their headlights barely broke through the heavy fog that seemingly had drifted out of the deep woods and shrouded all in a ghostly haze. Lucas's sense of foreboding crept further up his spine as more than once he could have sworn he saw dim headlights behind them. <laughs> Put an ice pack on that thing. Jesus, Mark. I'll be right back. Ooh, gross. Oh, well, I'll be goddamned. I had a witty remark or possibly a piratey yar comment about you being a fine wench, but how about just... Okay, fine, I'm here. And you wouldn't believe the shit I've been through. <laughs> Did you make an eye patch out of socks? <laughs> oh, sweetie, that's adorable. Oh, I guess you haven't inherited the gift of arts and crafts yet with your membership card? I'm only on chapter three of the agenda. Show tunes. My card died on the way here. That's weird. Some assholes practically pushed me off the road. I can't get it to start. But then, hell, I don't know. I think someone stole my car and is stalking me with it. You know you're supposed to shoot up comics, not eat it. Oh, haha. I'm not high. So someone is stalking you? Yes. With your car? Well, I don't see your car anywhere. What are we going to do? We are going to get me proper drunk. What's with the shopping bag? Did you buy snacks? Please tell me you bought snacks. A mirror? You want it with or without French onion dip? So, your car broke down, it started taunting you, and you decided to go shopping. Uh, fever dream much? I, I can slap you if you want, uh, so you're sure you're awake. No! The same truck that was riding my ass and got me to pull over in the first place clipped some old guy's trailer while he was changing a tire. I helped him out, and as a thank you, he gave it to me. It's a magic mirror or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, like, mirror, mirror in my hand? 
show me treasure fast as you can? <laughs> Not exactly. It's supposed to show you your true love. But only at midnight. Ooh, you're kidding. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 oh. it's almost midnight. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go see the hottie you're going to marry, and then it's my turn, my turn. Is there, is there a spell or something? No, I need a fresh apple cut into pieces and a candle. Well, there's some old apple trees, and, and I've, I've got a knife. Oh my god, where did you get that? Really? You think I'd go out on Halloween to a frat party without something to scare the bejesus out of some handsy fella? Hold this jack-o'-lantern. We'll use this. Come on. Quit tugging me. I don't think this is a good idea. It's a great idea. Go ahead. Pick one. Pick a juicy one. Simone, there's no apples left on the tree. Yeah, there is. Up there. We know how clumsy I am. If I try to climb this thing, I'm going to end up in traction. Here, this is fine. Uh, One off the ground? Gross. I'll just carve off the gross bits. Hey, now the party can really start. Happy Halloween, fuckers! Mark, you better estate the cake for us or I will beat your ass. God damn it. Oh, Trey, Cal, Kevin, and Melinda. The trashy quintet. I do not want to run into them. Please. Let's just get this over with. Steal some beer, get your car, and crash watching Vincent Von Gogh all night. Well, okay, fine. But we're doing this first. Deal? Deal. Simone? What? This is an outhouse, not a shed. Oh my god, that stinks. Well, beggars can't be choosers. So, what do you do now? I need to cut nine slices, eat eight, and toss the last one into the mirror with the candle. Or jack-o'-lantern shining on the mirror. Then what? I guess he's supposed to catch it. (laughs) And then what? Climb out and say, Excuse me, my love, I think you dropped this. Want to make out? Oh, that's hilarious! What time is it? It's almost midnight, I think. Well, check your watch. The old man said it has to be midnight. Okay, 15 seconds. Here, you hold the mirror. I'll sit on... Oh my god, this is gross. And eat. If he has six-pack abs and black hair, I want pictures. Of, like... The whole thing. (laughs) Shut up. Okay, here we go. Anything happening? Not yet. Wait. Wait, what? There's the reflection in the mirror. It's getting cloudy. Are you serious? Don't stop eating. That's impossible. Just... Oh, what do you see? What do you see? Let me look. No. Don't move too much. I need to stay reflected. It's a road. No. A a cemetery. There's someone standing. A shadow. Can 
Can you see him? It's foggy. Wait, he's moving. What, what is he doing? He's getting closer. But there's something wrong with... That can't be right. Eight! That, that's, that's eight! Throw the last piece! I don't think... Oh, for Christ's sake, Lucas, just throw it! He cut it! He's... Oh my god! What?! There's no head! Simone, it has no head! Ooh, it's a big gay ghost! Can make it out of there? This kid's a trisexual. Try anything once. <laughs> Open the door! The mirror! Mirror? Simone, you teaching him makeup tips? He'd look pretty with some eyeliner. What? Dude! It was a joke. Shut up, cow. Shouldn't you all be harassing pledges or actually more preferably gearing up for toxic alcohol poisoning? This one's got a mouth. Yeah, she does. I'd love to punch it. You name the place, princess. We don't want any trouble. We were just leaving. No, no, no. See, we have a problem, Fruit. Because you went and blabbed to Mr. Harvey after our little joke. Mr. Harvey reported us to the dean, who's shutting down the fraternity and possibly expelling us. How is that my problem? This was your stunt. No, no, no. See, it is your problem. Because my old man, he doesn't accept failure. (laughs) Well, it sounds like he needs to take that up with your mom. Leave her alone! Hold him. Trey, what the hell are you doing, man? Trey, let's just go back to the party. Shut up, Mel. You want some too, Cal? Or did you maybe like it more than you let on? Let him go, you assholes! See, he taught me shit rolls downhill. And before I get mine, you're gonna get yours. I'm taking my pound of flesh. Trey! You got a pretty little face on you, don't you? And me? I haven't carved my pumpkin yet. Trey, don't! Jesus Christ! What the hell is that? Trey, I don't like this! Close your eyes, Lucas. No! Lucas! What the fuck? <laughs> Lucas, run! <coughs> run, Lucas! Get the fuck up. Come on. Grab the truck. You better run, Barry. His blood pumping in his ears. Lucas's mind was reeling, filled with flashes of water, choking, and songs screaming in his mind. Fueled by panic and adrenaline, he didn't see the fallen sign warning of danger ahead. He didn't see the ivy-covered final warning, dead end. The bridge was out, and as Lucas found himself at the end of the broken and rotted wooden beams, he looked down far below to the rolling river. The truck crept forward towards him, Kevin and Melinda standing in the bed, Trey behind the wheel with an expressionless face, while Cal stared ahead, gripping the dashboard in horror. His escape was blocked by the truck, creeping ever forward. Lucas turned to face them, blinded by the truck's high beams. 
Man, this has gone far enough. I just wanted to see if he can fly. And if he can't, an unfortunate accident. Problem solved. Please, stop. I won't tell anyone. I told the Dean it was just a joke. Please. The fuck is that? What's going on? Something grabbed Kevin! Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ, man! Glove box, glove box. Give me, give me the gun. Give me the fucking gun. Trey! Trey! Oh my God, no! No! Fuck this, man! Fuck this! Get your ass back here. That thing. Did, did you do this? Did you? No! I don't. Please. Please. No! Oh, no! no. Ah! Oh my god, no, no, let me go! Let me go! Damn it. Stay. Stay away from me. What in the f. Uh, hi. This is a dream. This is a dream. This has to be a dream. Get the fuck away from me! You. That monster back on the bridge. Was you? That thing? What the hell are you? You're... You're a vampire. Nosferatu, the undead. Get back, unclean spirit. I've got uh, this broken oar. And look, another one! I am now making the sign of the cross. You're adorable, honestly, but two rotten boards a cross do not make. I have an oar! And I swear to God, I will beat you with it. That would be hilarious. Or, are you wearing tennis shoes? What kind of vampire wears tennis shoes? 
What kind of person makes a pirate costume out of shoe polish stained gym shorts and socks? Okay, okay. Hey! Truce! Hi. If you could stop screaming for a minute, we could do introductions properly. And I have to say, all things considered, you called me, so all this is incredibly rude. I didn't call you. I don't even know you. You did. I did not. <sighs> right, so... Taking a step back here and just toss right out reaching out to me with John D's lost scrying mirror and start over. John D? Who the hell is John D? Yeah, toss that right out. Right out of there. Forget I said it. Look, give me a tick. I'm out of practice here as far as talking to people go. Usually there's just a lot of... You know what? No. Don't say that. Good evening, I'm Aurelian Woodlock, which, you know, doesn't exactly roll off the tongue in the 21st century, but when it was given to me, it was a banger. A right proper name. And you are... Lucas. Lovely. Uh, Lucas what? Just... Lucas. Fair enough, stranger danger and all that. And firstly, let me just say that back there is not at all how I was planning for this to go. If not for those assholes back there, I'd figured I'd look in the shadows at the party for a bit. You know, making sure you could see me. Build up the intrigue before slowly approaching you through the crowd. And maybe doing some dancing while we don't speak. It's just all intense, dark, and mysterious, and why the hell not? It's Halloween. Oh, and the whole time, right, you'd be thinking, Who is this mysterious stranger? Why is he so cold? And then we'd go out for a walk in the corn maze, and I'd freak you out a little with a cat and mouse game disappearing around corners. And then just when you were a little lost and on the verge of panic, I'd gently take your hand and pull you through to the exit. Because, and without words, I'd want you to know that whenever you felt that way, I'd be there for you, forever and always. I promise. And we'd have a real moment there. I think. But yeah, so that was the plan. Instead, it was all blood, guts, and oh my god, what the fuck is that? And heart-pounding terror. Which, in hindsight, probably isn't the best first impression I could have made. Are you going to come out from under there? It looks muddy. Hey, do you like pancakes? I could kill for some 2am pancakes. The Red Rocket truck stop makes little smiley faces in whipped cream. Or we could... And you're running away. (sighs) I'm way too old for this. God, a car. Hey, 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 help! Please, stop! Are you absolutely insane? Did your mom not tell you not to run into the bloody road? Second time tonight I saved your ass, thank you very much. So, you're not going to... Yes, you've got this. Drink my blood and kill me? On a first date? What kind of man do you take me for? What? Kidding. Your face. (sighs) You're going to be a lot of work. 
Come on. Come on where? Pancakes, smiley faces with whipped cream. Or, you know, you can hang out here in the middle of the road in the dark because there's no third time with me. Suit yourself. God damn it. Wait up. Want me to fly us there? No, I'm good. I'd prefer you like this. Unbelievable. Again with the rude. I've been told I have quite fetching wings. Why? Why what? Why did you save me? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is... Huh. You really don't know, do you? Know what? You can't see yourself what you are and what this is right here, right now. And even with all that considered, you have kind eyes. When they're not screwed up in terror. I didn't think you were real. Vampires, I mean. There's not many of us left as there used to be, but if you want to blame someone, blame Hollywood. The moment some old fart put on clown makeup, slicked his hair back, and put on a Romanian accent, it was the end of the mystery and legend. I am Dracula, I bid you welcome. I never drink of wine. Blah, blah. Okay, come on. He never said blah, blah. Don't be trash-talking Bell in my presence. That man was a legend. You've seen it? Aye, when it first came out. My point was, once monsters were packaged for entertainment, people only looked to see them on the screen or in dreams, not in reality. If you don't look, you don't see. How old are you? <laughs> Should we throw out the cocktail party rules and talk religion, politics, and how much money I make? No, come on. That's a fair question. <coughs> oh, hundred. Got a little something in your throat? Probably someone, yeah. <laughs> uh. Doesn't it bother you? What? Killing people? And there it is. Right. Before we go any further, I need to make one thing perfectly clear. That bike there was for you. And honestly, you shouldn't dwell on it because they were assholes. Yeah, I know. Secondly, and this is the important one, every one of us has their own rules. I have mine, but suffice to say, I feed. I don't kill. Not anymore. We're all a little overzealous in our youth, and frankly, the Victorian era was boring as fuck. So there wasn't much else to do. Got it? Yeah, fine. Good. On we trot. The mirror showed me you. And it showed me you. Unfortunately, not all of me shows up in a mirror. Hazard of the lifestyle. That's why we all have bed hair. Do you believe... In fate? Yes. Because, and you don't understand why... This feels effortless. Talking to you, I mean. Don't be. What? You were thinking you should be scared. Terrified, even. What, so you can read minds or something, too? No, but I can read you. I don't ever want you to be scared of me. And you are scared, aren't you? But it's not me. No. There's something after me. I feel it. Something odd happened with my car, and I keep... Hey. Hey. <coughs> it's okay. I can't breathe. Lucas? It's like... Lucas? I think it's happening again. The car. 
Nothing and no one will hurt you. I've got you. Lucas! What the actual fuck? Simone? Well, it's not the Great Pumpkin. Where the hell have you been? Oh my god, I've been scared sick. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. And who... And and who, who the hell are you? Good evening, I'm... You should not be driving right now. Come on. Who's the hottie? Please, let's just get into the car. Stop pawing me and introduce me. Lucas, Jesus, where are your manners? Hi. I'm... Vomiting on my shoes. Charming. Oh my god. I'm so, so sorry. Are you gay? Simone, Jesus Christ, shut up! Mm, Sure, why not? Lucas, don't you think he's hot? Lucas thinks you're hot! I am so sorry. She's normally... No, you know what? That's a pretty much accurate representation of her. (laughs) What? (laughs) Stop it, what? (laughs) Come on, let's go for... Pumpkin pancakes! Pumpkin pancakes? Pumpkin pancakes all around. And don't spare the whipped cream. Comes with a side of bacon or sausage, toast of your choice, and home fries. They'll have the sausage. (laughs) Is she okay? Can we just get some water for her, please? And uh, maybe a few doggy bags. Just the pancakes is fine, really. She pukes on the carpet. You're cleaning it. God, every year, Christ, eat Halloween. The maple syrup is from Vermont, you know. Right, so I've got to ask. What's with the pancake obsession? You're ruining my supernatural immersion here. I could enthrall you and make you think you're a beagle if it'll help. Waitress, can we get a side of uh, garlic bread, please? Ah. You're a monster. Takes one to know one. As I was about to say, I've been all over the world. The opening of the restaurant Bartin in Madrid and Lobert St. Gabriel in Montreal. Had a most excellent lobster cooked to perfection by Alfred Pruny. And shared a derby chicken pot pie at the Brown Derby with Alfred Hitchcock and told him the consistency of his prop blood was way off. Okay, that last one you're making up. But as old as I am, the pancake dwarfs me in its shadow, dating back 30,000 years when it was more like hardtack than the fluffy deliciousness it now is. Hardtack? The driest spoil-proof biscuit in human history, love. Lushing suits you. As the wheel of time wore on, civilizations rose and fell, and the humble pancake kept being refined, perfected, countless generations. The ancient Greeks and Romans all adding their twist on it, until at last we have... Two pumpkin pancakes and a water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah, look at that. Thank you, my dear. Your treasure. (laughs) Whatever. I think she likes you. Of course she does. I'm charming. 
Now, traditional pancakes are superb, but pumpkin pancakes? A flavor profile that takes the warmth of an autumn fire and the essence of October. A tree-skirted sunset-hued crunching leaves and the burnt buttery fragrance of the last jack-o'-lantern glowing in the cool dark. Wrapped into a fluffy pillow. Add in some unctuousness of good proper butter and very finest Vermont maple syrup, and you have... Work with me here. Fork and knife, on you go. Oh, sure. Let me just... Mm. Mm. It's... Wow. Right? Bon appetit, mon chéri. There you are. Huh? You're smiling. See? Pumpkin pancakes. And after? After? We need to get Simone home and... All tucked into bed? <laughs> yes. On her side. She's gonna have a hell of a hangover tomorrow. I, uh... Go on, then. I had a nice time. You know, after the... Boy, boy, I'm a vampire! <laughs> yeah. That. And there's the bell. Unfortunately, unless you like a second date with a dusty skeleton, I need to turn in. A second date? Well, yeah, unless you don't want to. No, I mean, yeah. How about... Tonight's fine. Good. Great. Well... Well? Yeah. <sighs> you are going to be a lot of work. So you going to kiss me goodnight or what? Technically, our second kiss, but with the mouth-to-mouth at the rid of her. The pancakes? Yeah. Did you pay for them? Of course. I'm old-fashioned like that. I don't remember. Remember what? Hey, are you okay? I don't feel... Your heart rate. You're panicking. Hey, hey, I've got you. What is it? Lucas? Lucas? What's wrong? My... Car, it found me. Setting my soul free. I finally surrendered. Even my white flag, I wanted it back. Always tried to harm, but now that's over. I can finally, finally be me. There's no love under the blood red moon. Ain't got no loyalty. No wonder, please. What the hell? Right in my ass. Just go around, dickhead. What is the problem? Go around me, assholes! <laughs> Fine. I'll pull over. The assholes. What the fuck are they doing? Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!
Grace! I've got you! I've got you! Lucas? Simone? Oh my god! Lucas! It's okay. You're okay. Jesus, you scared the shit out of me. I called your folks and they should be here soon. What happened? When you didn't show up to the party, I got worried. And, and more and more than a little pissed off, figuring you were sulking in your room still. I drove back. And I saw the road blocked. Police everywhere. Ambulances. Then I saw your car being towed out of the water. Oh, man. Near as they could figure, Trey and his gang ran you off the road into the river and then lost control themselves. They're... dead? Yeah. They're, they're trying to haul their truck out. But... It was in deep. The party. I met you at the party. N no, sweetie. Y you never made it there. But I, I remember it happening. I'm getting fuzzy now. Aurelian. You met Aurelian. A Aurelian? Was someone with you? I mean, were you bringing someone to the party tonight? No. We met... After we... After we... Sorry, it's... It's slipping away now. It's not important. Just... Just rest, okay? I, I need to get the hell out of here. They, they told me only family could, could be in here. You're a real rebel. That's right, through and through. Lucas? Yeah? I love you. Love you too. I'll come by and visit tomorrow. Good night, sweetie. She'd never leave. You... I thought... You gave me quite the scare back there. You got me out? I was terrified I would break you getting your heart started again. I haven't been that scared in a long, long time. You were so cold. Is this real? <laughs> Here. Give me your hand and see for yourself. <laughs> and you say I'm cold. You'll get used to it, I hope. When I was reborn... Oh. Such a long time ago now. What I gained couldn't hold a flame to what had been lost. A part of me that was the price for a choice. I didn't realize how empty I would feel without it. And then you, you've been haunting my dreams for years now. And I yours, I imagine. Though I never knew your name, and you never knew mine. The witch drew me here, told me I would find you here. Then at last, to see you last year at the pumpkin house, I was so struck dumb that you were real, that I'd lost you in the crowd. But then, there you were, getting into your car tonight in just about the worst Halloween costume I ever saw. So, I followed, was working up the perfect plan to introduce myself, and then... I thought it was a dream. I thought I met you tonight. Earlier, but... None of that happened? The mind is a funny thing, a mystery even in this age, and sometimes I think it shows us a vision of things to come. You are on the verge of death, so trying to protect you in the face of it 
warning you that you were approaching the abyss. Telling me I was drowning. Drowning? No, my dearest. It was trying to warn you about me. What are you? Your life, like all mortals, is fleeting and fragile. I lost you at my beginning and I've lost you twice since. I cannot bear to lose you again. No. Please, don't. Are you scared? Yes. I'm sorry. Shh. It'll be quick. And then, forever and always. No! Help! Nurse! Nurse! Story, Mr. Honeypot Bear. Please just burn me. Punch not get it. Enough stories, kid. Bedtime. Let's go. Just one more, please. I said no. Mm, it's fine. I'll go. Halloween is stupid anyway. I'm getting too old for kid stuff. <sighs> God fucking damn it. Hey! Get back here. There's one more. I mean this, okay? Stop busting my balls. Yay! Come up here. Sit in my lap. Will you read this one? Sure. Which one do you want? Um... Oh, the last one. Last one, huh? Okay. Uh, this one's called Death of a Doll. It's Ella's story. This one's my favorite. Ella's story, huh? Okay, let's see. This is the story of Willie Harper. Willie had been a war correspondent, seen the worst of humanity, and had his fill of it. But Ink paid his bills, kept him warm, fed, and every now and then took care of a cheap thrill with a dame. And so it was that Willie found himself on his first assignment for the Charleston Herald at two in the morning on Halloween night. Sweating profusely and on the border of a panic attack, he lurked in the shadows down by the waterfront. Willie has one hand in his pocket, palm sweaty, gripping a revolver. In the other hand, a doll that belongs to a dead girl tucked under his arm. Block away, leaning against a street lamp, is the man in black. Wait for him.
fuck's sake! Jesus. First week on the job, you're already hitting the sauce. Christ sakes, Willie, get it together. I just dozed off for a minute. Yeah, sure, sure. Remember, it's my ass on the line for landing you this gig in the first place. I stuck my neck out for you. Will you show up, pass out drunk here again, and you're through? You got it? Yeah, fine. Fine. You've been haunting this place enough. Get your ass out there. Come back with some ink. This isn't a battlefield, Rich. You looking for a feel-good story about rescuing a cat from a tree? Or another piece on the pumpkin house? I think there's a centenarian lady down at the cat house. Oh, she's a real looker. All of five teeth left. You know, front page stuff. Don't get cute with me. You want a good story? Go where they end and work backwards. What the hell does that mean? The city morgue, Willie. Your assignment. Don't come back until you scare up something to print. Fine, fine. And it better be a damn good one. Ugh. That's how it started. Ten days ago. If my drunk ass hadn't hit Rooney's at noon for a few highballs, I wouldn't be standing here now. I keep telling myself this is 2076, and I keep saying this is Charleston, West Virginia. There's nothing thrilling ever happens. I wanted it that way because sometimes when I close my eyes, I still hear the explosions, see the dead faces, feel the cold wind and snow biting my face with far too many teeth. I didn't want this. I wanted someplace quiet, away from the dark and the cold. Funny thing is about that darkness, is you bring it with you like a lost cat. It has teeth too. It eats and eats and grows, getting bigger and bigger until it has legs like a man. Legs that run and hands that choke and a face like a man's, but not a man. At three o'clock he's coming for me. Sure, you got a right to think I'm crazy, standing around waiting to be killed with a doll underneath my arm. But I had to write my story. The last story I'll ever write. The story started at the morgue. Right back here. Quiet week normally until Halloween, and, and then we get all sorts of darn fools that end up here that... That shouldn't have done whatever they did and met their maker. Looks, uh, looks like you might be in some luck tonight, son. How's that? I've got someone who could use your help, uh, who is far past the point of anyone else helping. Right, uh, here we are. Come round the table. All right, Willie. Uh, come, come down to the coolers with me. And unless I'm very wrong, I got a story in there for you. The girl in locker number seven. Been there for four days. And tomorrow, we close the case on her, unfortunately. What does that mean, Mr. Jackson? It means, in spite of everything the police have been able to do, they can't find out her name, where she lived, or anyone who knew her. This is where stories end. Uh, what was that? Uh, nothing. How was she found? Some boarders fished her out of the Charleston River. Tomorrow she goes to the city burial grounds, unfortunately. I seen all kinds come through here. Old ones, even the poor little ones. I've seen shit that would turn you white. 
people who ended bad in, in ways you better not even ask about. But it's people like her that haunt me the most. They get put in a plain pine box marked Jane or John doing, and then they're forgotten. Horrible fate. Because despite everything, there's always someone out there who holds their name in their heart and will never know what happened to them. Suicide or murder? There's not a mark on her, and I checked and rechecked everything thrice. Police say it wasn't murder, probably a suicide, but I know better. I want you to look at her face and tell me. Willie, meet Jane. Jane, Willie. Okay, Willie, now now look at her face. Really look. And I did. God help me, I did. A chill crawled right up my spine. Her face contorted into a frozen scream. Eyes wide, yet frighteningly clear. I had seen the eyes of dead men. Dead women. They all looked the same. The light of life, the soul, whatever you want to call it. Snuffed out like looking into the window of an abandoned house. No one home. Despite the forever scream frozen on her lips, she had been beautiful. Skin a perfect ivory. Hair was like fine-spun copper. And the light. The light was still in her eyes. It was still in her eyes. You see it too, don't you, son? She's dead? Quite dead, I assure you. You can bet your boots I checked before we started the autopsy, but God, as my witness, she's wrong. Just, just, just wrong. She saw something that scared her to death, scared the life right out of her, just right out. All the life was gone, but she's still in there. I, I need to sit. Welcome to the Uncanny Valley, kid. Let me grab you a glass of water. She had no identification on her at all. Clothing, labels, receipts. Nothing, nothing. Drink this. No clues at all, except one. Here. A doll? Yeah, it's one of them talking dolls. It doesn't do much talking right now. It's it's all waterlogged. When they pulled her out, she was clutching this doll close to her chest for dear life. I had to, uh... Well, I had to use force to get her hands off it. Jesus. What about serial numbers? Doll should have a... This one doesn't. Police called up Rocco trying to trace it, and they claimed it had to be a knockoff, since all theirs have serial numbers laser printed on them during assembly. Dead end, and the police are done with it. Mr. Jackson, I... Don't think me mad, but I feel angry. I don't know why, but I'm angry. Her face is... Something scared her, sure. But I think she was murdered. Her eyes... I know. I know. They look like they're begging for help. Even now, just for someone to help her. Yeah. Yes, sir, I've seen all sorts come through here. The, uh, the, the, the mudget boy I had to fish a silver bullet out of. Old man Cleaver from the mill. When they found him, his own hands were still choking the life out of him, severed at the wrist. 
Yeah, kid, there are places where the skin of the world is thin. And sometimes I, I think we walk on a soft spot and fall right through. The least we can do for these poor souls is to know what happened to them and why. A dead girl with living eyes that nobody wants and a doll. That's your story right there, Willie. The doll? Yeah? Can I have it? <laughs> Here, take it. Glad to be rid of it, actually. Thing gives me the willies. I beat it back to the paper on fire to do a story about the dead girl and her doll. As the city blocks flashed by, my mind wandered. I thought of Jim Lemming, my photographer up in Anchorage. Her screams as he was dying were so loud my ears rang for hours. Her eyes. That's what scared me. She had no life left to draw breath in her lungs. No air to pull in and push out through her voice box to cry out in terror. How could she? In her final moments, she did the only thing she could do. Screaming with her eyes. Well? A dame and a doll, huh? Think she was murdered? I do. But the cops don't think so? No. And they're closing the case tomorrow? Yep. So you've got no clues, facts, or anything to go on except some broken doll? That's about it, yeah. <laughs> All right, Hopper. I'll give you a day. Cops have been wrong before. Go ahead. But I hope for your sake you're right, Willie. This is your one shot. Don't worry. I'll get the story. Uh-huh. Hey, don't forget to take a dolly along. This one you don't have to pay for. <laughs> These cracks stung more than I thought it would. Morbidly, as I made my way up a dirty staircase to my sad apartment, I wondered if I was to just disappear one day, that anyone would notice, anyone would care. How many John and Jane Doe's die every year, with their entire life story frozen on lips that would never move again? In a grim state of mind, I threw my coat on the table along with the doll. I stared at the ghost of a ruined man in the grimy hall mirror. I couldn't shake that feeling that her eyes had been screaming out to me. Screaming something. If only the doll could talk. Could tell me about her. Who was she? What was she like? Was she kind? A teacher? An artist? Where did she live? Did she have a family who should know? Who should mourn? Get closure. Who killed her? Who did this? Who did it, doll? Huh? Who? Mama. The next few moments are electrifyingly vivid. The doll was sitting on the table. I didn't touch it. Didn't prop it up. Wasn't even looking at it when it spoke. And then it spoke again. Kira-nana. Kira-nana. What the hell? I spun around to look at the doll. To my horror, now had a puddle of muddy water pooling beneath it, slowly spreading out on the table until it began dripping on the floor. I was almost too afraid to touch it, even now. I don't know what possessed me to. The doll was soaking wet, as if it was just hauled out of a river. And that sound it made wasn't a sound, more like a name. 
a name that plucked at the edge of my mind. One I'd heard before, but couldn't remember from where or when. I stuffed the doll back in my bag and tore out of my apartment, straight back to the Herald, and headed down to the reference room. A slowly drying doll and bag tucked under my arm. Hold your horses, I'm coming. Oh, the new fella. It's Harper. Harper? Whatever. What'd you need? I want to know if you got anything in these files on someone named Kara Nana. Spelled with a K or a C. Huh? <laughs> What's so funny? Don't tell me he's around again. Oh? Will you give me the clips on him? Clips? Oh, there ain't no clips. Something older. Hmm. Now let's see. Ah, here it is. What's that? Maya's anthropology. I'm sure it's in there. Anthropology? Why? Who is he? He? Didn't say it was. The words screamed at me from the page and fainted, but still bold ink. The words her eyes had been screaming out to me, but I couldn't hear. The devil. Nope. No fucking way. That's enough. Time for bed. What's wrong? This has gone far enough. Not him. Not tonight. Not again. Come on, kid. Knees and elbows. We're done. It's just a story. Yeah? Like it was just a train? Just a carnival or a drive-in? Took weeks to sleep soundly after that shit. Duh! Chode need more brew. Cool him tits. Why are you so upset? I don't understand why you're so mad. Uh, I'm not. Uh, it's just... It's weird around here every day of the year. We have a poor track record when it comes to Halloween. I just... I don't want anything to happen to you. Not now, not again. Okay? So if I get mad, it's not you. If I get scared, it's not for me. Never for me. Clear? Yes. Sorry. It's okay. Just give me a minute, okay? Brian to build some defenses just in case. You paid for something? Yeah, I know, bro. My hands were shaking. All better? Safe as houses, curtain climber. Can we finish the story? Yep. Moose? Yeah? Keep your eyes peeled out of the windows, okay? Uh, okay, but seriously, dude, I think you're losing it. Let's see. Willie remembered at last where he'd heard the name. The almost forgotten myth from Asia. Lucifer on Earth, wearing out one body after another, walking the Earth always. Karenana. I remembered it now from college. I decided on a long walk down along the Charleston Riverfront, my head whirling with a maddening conflict. I think I would have given up the whole thing then, but... Always at the point of going home to bed or chucking the blasted doll in a can, the face of the girl in the more blanked out other thoughts. By the time I looked up, 
I was near AVR Medical Center and a little cluster of sidewalk artists painted on the lawn. Patients in wheelchairs bundled up in sweaters and draped with blankets looking on, watching them work. I strolled past, my eyes glanced over the canvases and splashes of autumn colors, cheery autumn scenes of Appalachia. As I approached a tall, angular man with a gleaming bald head pockmarked with moles, I glanced at his paintings and stiffened in utter shock. What's the matter, friend? The stuff that bad? That one. The one with the girl. Woman with a doll, I call it. Like it? The girl. Who's the girl? Do you know her? Tell me. <laughs> Sorry, pal. I only sell paintings. I, I ain't no matchmaker. No, 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 no. You got me all wrong. I got a good reason for asking. Look, I'll prove it. Here. Isn't this the doll you painted with the girl? Where'd you get that? I, I haven't seen Hazel in a week. Uh, she left for the coast. She insisted on posing with that doll. Never put the thing down. Huh. Something wrong? Where is she? If I tell you, will you promise to say nothing for a while? I'm a reporter for the Charleston Herald. My name is Will Harper. What? Where the hell is she? I'll take you to her. She's at the city morgue. had simply nodded at my questioning look if it was the girl he knew. Hazel. I had a name. A name at last. But the look on her face, it was worse the second time. I could have sworn her face was more twisted than before. Trying to shake the dark wasp buzzing around in my mind, I had a sudden impulse. And I handed the artist Hazel's doll. Why are you giving me the doll? Kara, Nana! What in the hell? You heard it. I knew it. What did that sound like to you? What did you hear? The doll said Karanana. Say it again. Say that name again. What did you hear the doll say? Look, I distinctly heard it say Karanana. Then I'm not crazy. And do you know who Karanana is, Mr. Cousins? Oh, I'm afraid I do. But who do you think it is? The devil. Lucifer. Satan. In a sense. Do you have any spare cash? Why? I... I have some saved. If you can make up the difference, we can claim Hazel's body and give the child a decent burial. We fixed it up with Jackson at the morgue. The old man even chipped in some for a burial himself. At five that afternoon, Bo Cousins and I, plus two gravediggers in the city cemetery, were watching a bright new casket being lowered into a new grave. Man that is born of woman hath but a short time to live, and is full of misery. He cometh up, and is cut down like a flower. He fleeth, as it were a shadow, and never continueth in one stay. In the midst of life, we are in death. Thanks, Bo. I liked her too, Willie. Very much. She deserved better. Karanana, who is he? A monster. A demon. But first a drink. Come on, let's get back to my place. It's time I told you how I met Hazel. <laughs> and the man who calls himself Karanana. We 
took the taxi back into the city. The autumn light splashing reds, yellows, and oranges across our faces. The shadows growing long, menacing along the roads as the limbs of those naked trees loomed over the road, as if leaning in, waiting for something about to happen. We arrived at Bo's loft, and with shaking hands, he poured me a drink as I looked over the canvases on easels that littered the floor like tombstones. The bag the doll was in had become damp. I could have loved her, you know. So could you have by the look on your face, had you not met her too late. I met her at the mission house. Uh, she wanted to be painted with her doll. It was an odd request, but somehow that seemed right to me. I don't know why. Like they were one and the same. Go on. Well, we worked here for three weeks on the painting. I paid her enough so that she could go to California. It was a dream of hers. One night, as we walked the streets nearby, Karanana appeared. Kara! No! No! <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes, Dolly. Karanana. Or the man that calls himself Karanana. The devil. Or the human form of the devil, however you choose to think of it. Let me ask you something, Willie. You've been around the block of the world, gazed into the abyss. Do you believe... In the devil? There can't be such a thing. It's just a myth. Trapping of religion to scare us into behaving. Do you really believe that? You don't have faith? I left my faith in Anchorage. He wasn't there. It was just blood and madness, and it's not over yet. You see the headlines? We're... Standing on a knife edge, all it takes is one push. Just depends on who does it first. There are no demons, no monsters, only man. I've met the devil, and you're wrong. He was no man. Eight years ago, in London, in a cafe, he wanted me to paint his portrait. <laughs> I was too scared not to. What's he like? Squat, massive man, ape-like. As I painted him, he admitted to me such crimes I could hardly hold my brush. Like what? He made his living as a professional murderer. Very discreetly. Very cleverly. Very effectively. Why didn't you turn him in? <laughs> really now, uh, I like to paint and to live. He was so pleased with the painting, he told me any time I needed to rid myself of someone, he'd be around. What I said next, I wish with all my heart I could have taken back. Even now, I don't know why I said, wish I hadn't said it. But her face, it wouldn't stop screaming at me in my mind's eye, screaming for justice, vindication, release, to rest, and to sleep. She'd never rest until it was done. We could catch him. <laughs> Who? Karanana. <laughs> You're crazy. We don't even know if it was Karanana. So, I'll find out if it was. I'm not looking to get discreetly disposed of myself. Leave this alone. Find another story, any story. If it was Karanana, was him, and you knew him, 
You painted him and didn't do anything to stop him eight years ago. Stop! That's enough. Fine. Fine. Christ Almighty. All right. What's the plan? You're going to get in touch with him and ask him to do a little job for you. being so clever. Thought I'd meet up with him, get to the truth, or at least rule him out as the monster responsible for killing Hazel. It was all arranged. Bo would call in his little favor, and I could do nothing but wait. That was over a week ago. An exciting week for me covering all sorts of stuff in the paper. I had begun thinking that Bo Cousins was an imaginative phony. Even my editor McGrundy had stopped kidding about Hazel's doll perched on my desk. Then this morning at 9.30, I got a call. Charleston Harold, Willie Harper here. Greetings and farewell, Willie. This is Bo Cousins. Oh, what's up? The devil's in town, Willie. He wants to see you. Karenana? Yes, I saw him last night. He was delighted to help me get rid of you. I see. I told him you was a reporter planning a story about art, which tore my work to pieces. <sighs> What's the matter, Willie? Change your mind? It's not too late to call this off if we both just let it go. No, no, no. I can't. Did he say where? He never lets his clients in on the details. But he did say I'd be rid of you about 3 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, thanks, Bo. I'll be seeing you. Quite seriously, Willie? I hope so. Remember, bullets don't work on some things. Bye. By three this morning, he said. Three a.m. on Halloween. Because of course it was. I didn't know where exactly when or how I could get the drop on the devil and force the truth about Hazel out of him. I'd need to head home to pick up my pistol. I stuffed the doll into a bag and started out, but McGrundy caught me. I took a cab up to the White Spring, stopping at home first to pick up my loaded insurance policy just in case. It was a strange business, complete spontaneous human combustion. Coroner was puzzled, chucked it up to a freak electrical short. I wasn't convinced. When I hit the lobby upstairs, an uncontrollable chill got me on the small of my back. The doll shifted inside the bag. All the sound and heat bled out of the room. I was scared. Kind of scared you feel when you're five and the monsters hiding in the shadows have real claws. But you grow when you forget. You forget what raw feel really is. I stopped short and turned around. It was my first look at Karanana. He was leaning against the wall. A heavy-set, ill-shaped man whose arms slope weirdly from his neck into a heavy stump. He was eyeing me with cold, emotionless eyes. Some murder, huh? Yeah. How'd you know? I get around. Murder a hobby of yours, mister? No, it's strictly business. Better put your piece in your inside coat pocket. It shows on your hip. 
I'll be seeing you, Willie. He brushed past me out of the doors into the autumn dusk, and then, and only then, did I feel the trickle of blood leak from my clutched palms, nails cutting clean into the skin. That was hours ago now. It's almost three. I was wandering the streets waiting for him until at last I turned around, and there he was. He hasn't moved from the lamppost in two hours. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting another minute. I'm going to meet the devil and have it done with. He doesn't move. Will a bullet do it? Can I trick him into admitting Hazel's murder? Or will he kill me first? Three o'clock. It's three o'clock. He's... No. He's moving. He's... He's coming towards me. Hold it. Hold it right there. I've got a gun. <laughs> Willie, get in. He's in. Step on it, Mac. You were right. You were right. I should have left it alone. I've had this cabbie driving all over Charleston trying to find you. Didn't feel right just leaving you out there with him. Oh, you look scared to death. I've got to hide, Bo. Let's beat it somewhere. The station. Police station. They'll never catch him. He's a ghost. Be gone before they so much as walk out the door. Going to my loft. It's time to end this. You got that doll with you? Yeah. Been carrying around all day. Don't know why. Well, I'm glad you did. The cabbie slammed on the brakes in front of Bo's loft. We passed him a water bills and he left. No questions asked. Bo threw open the door and tore up the stairs into the darkness. We need to finish this, Willie. Bo. Bo, I can't see. Hurry! Hurry, he followed us. Bo, where are you? Right in here, Willie. The canvas is on easels. Bo's easels were were surrounded by flickering jack-o'-lanterns whose shadows cast upon the canvas now change the smiling faces of women, men, families, and children into leering, tortured faces of the damned. The Landview Lighthouse was now a tower of beheaded souls crying out for the release beneath a putrid green toxic sky. The pumpkin house was now pulling screaming children inside. Its molding decaying pumpkin enters its stone walkway like a lolling tong. The cranberry box, no longer a cheery glade, but a, a hellscape in, in nuclear fire with, with monsters and things flying in the sky. What's the matter, friend? The stuff that bad? You. <laughs> no, 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 this is crazy. For a reporter, you're not very observant, Willie. Wee Willie Winky, who didn't, didn't see me. Karanana! You're Karanana. Uh, but who, who, who was Oh, the, the hulking fellow? As Detective McShay. He's been tailing you for days now. Tipped off by that superstitious old fool at the morgue that someone at last had claimed poor Hazel. 
I'll deal with him later. I like to paint, you see. Discreetly. He'll spoil everything. What did you do to her? Her face? Poor, poor Hazel. So very young. A blossoming rose with dreams of California and the silver screen. She came to me to pour her deepest secrets and desires as they all do. And so I painted her. Here. Look here. Hazel. Yes. I call this one Death of a Doll. She took one look at it, at her own fear-frozen face, forever floating beneath the river and the poor thing. The deed was done. Just one look, Willie. You... I'll kill you. (laughs) I told you, Willie. Guns don't work on some things. Stay away from me. Oh, I think not. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Willie, but this is about choice. Choice and fate. You had a choice, and your choice has brought you here. Here to my gallery. This one. This one here, Willie. This, this one is your painting. I call it Terminus type. Would you like to see? No, no. Let me out of here. Let me out. What is this? What is happening? What the hell is that? Karamana, Mr. Harper. The definite article. Not some pale shadow copy like this quivering fool before you. Oh, cousins, really? You unimaginative troglodyte. They were for you! I collected these souls for you! No, you collected for you. For power. With whispered thoughts of greater purpose, did you really think I wouldn't hear? The echoes from below are louder to my ear than the deepest sorrow on the lips of the widowed bride on this plane of existence. And paintings? Really? You embarrass me. Please! Please! This one, though, as pure and unblemished as a virgin bride. You wish to create art, my dear soul heart. <laughs> Master, no! Please, I only wish to serve! I only wish to serve you! Half a pound of tapenny rice, half a pound of treacle, that's the way the charlatan goes. Plop goes the easel. What do you think, Mr. Harper? You're him. You're him. 
And you, my dear Mr. Harper, oh, 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 your story has practically written itself. Death of a doll. Really? A body in a morgue with no name? A mysterious doll, a devil figure? It's also pedestrian, isn't it? In ink-bound words that dribble off the page, framed by a dime-store narrative that reeks for what passed as high-class entertainment in the last century before people actually learned how to write compelling narrative. So, let's change things up a bit, but bear with me. Prose isn't my primary skill set. What are you gonna do to me? To you? You, Mr. Harper? You, the quivering boy who fancied himself a man after daddy's footfalls on the stairs could no longer scare you. You heard him that night. That night he came home drunk once again. Oh, a tired old cliché. Heard his footfalls on the stairs. And then the cacophony of a sound so loud and so new you dribbled a little, you naughty, naughty little boy. Stop. Stop it. I will not. It was the symphonic sound of bones and boots slamming down walls and wood until at last a blissful silence. Your freedom. A terrible accident wrote the coroner. But the beautiful truth of it is that you heard him wailing to you all night long, didn't you, Willie? <laughs> you left him there in a broken pile on the floor, like discarded laundry. Then, freed of him, you thought death itself was a friend, didn't you? So, you sought it out. On battlefields where, once again, when it came too close, came up calling you late there and listened and watched as faces were blown apart and people you clinked glasses with mere hours before at the officer's mess turned to ash before your very eyes with all the wonder of man's technology. I do love your capacity to reinvent death and destruction. I still hear him. Yes, I know you do. Do you know what I would do to you? No. I would steal your eyes, pluck them right out of your head to bathe you in the forever dark. Your ears heightening in perception and in the dark. Do you know what happens in the dark, Willie? Oh, oh, it was worse than Daddy's belt and clutching calloused hands. If we linger in the dark too long, our minds get bored with it and start conjuring things up to keep insanity at bay. The footfalls, Willie. You'd hear the footfalls and his voice for a long, long time. Even long after you're clad in a jacket in cold concrete room, mewling like a wounded calf. But this isn't about you and what you did. Really, bravo.
Really well done. But the best twist in your tale is this, you simpering fool. This story isn't even about you. You, my dear broken human being, who clackety-clacks his tales of murder and missing persons, do not even exist. What? Allow me to demonstrate. No, 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 get off me. Get off. No. No. Please Shut the fuck up! Thus concludes our little tale. Did you enjoy it? Our little pantomime in prose on All Hallows' Eve? Chad. No. No fucking way. What's wrong? Dad? Daddy! Dude! Something's bad! Bad! Bad man! Chad threw the book to the floor in horror. The black and orange glitter breaking free of the construction paper frame to spill onto the floor, forming the shape of a silhouette all too familiar. Blind terror gripped him as his heart surged with adrenaline and the suppressed nightmares and memories came flooding forth like a black wave forming two words. Mr. Dark. Susie, come on. Moose, punch. We need to get the fuck out of here. He said as he tried to lift his beloved Susie from the floor and run screaming out into the encroaching fog that had enveloped the rusty pink. The motion to lift her and run, only to find he couldn't, threw him momentarily off balance as he stumbled backwards, pinwheeling against the table. Susie was frozen in place, her mouth slowly twisting into a frozen scream, as rooted to the floorboards as if she had grown from its knotted holes. You can't be here. You, you can't be. He's still frozen in there. We bottled your ass. Chad ranted as he tried in futility to shake free from the earth, the one thing in all his world he held most dear. In a circle around him, his friends' terrified eyes and frozen screams laid silent judgment on him, all quite unable to break free of the spell they themselves had woven this evening. Only then did he understand in every story, Dark was there, all the time. Mr. Jackson, the mortician, the wanderer on the road. Every story, all me. Leave us the fuck alone, you son of a bitch. He spat into the air. He paused, suddenly aware of a rising sound outside slowly rising in volume. The wind. 
the wind of a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand pages swirling around the building like autumn leaves caught in a hurricane. Their pages edged so fine that they could cut into not just the air itself, but reality. With a grim realization, he at last understood what they had done. We're, we're in the book. When? When I first picked it up and opened it? That's when you get it. The pages of Susie's and Ella's grimoire of whispered horrors flipped faster still. Passing beyond his ability to see between pages, now a milky half-circle of undulating letters, ink, stories that were now writing something new into being. The splash glitter face from the floor broke into a rictus grin as the devilishly handsome, fashionable, endlessly inventive Mr. Dark with just the most base tattoos. Like, honestly and properly, these tattoos are just... If you saw them, you would audibly moan. I mean, they are that hot. And now, seriously, if right now you are imagining a Celtic knot or tribal tattoo anywhere on my person, I want you to put this down, head into the kitchen, and put your head in the oven. I'll wait. Where was I? Ah, oh, yes. Uh, Dark told the oafish top-heavy dullard and poorly written Chad. Did you really think you could contain me? Oh, come now, come now. There are doors into this reality that if that buff-tits riddled brain of yours were to imagine for one instant, your head would shatter like a melon. It's Halloween, you stupid son of a bitch. Where else would I be? <laughs> and there are so many places I could be right now. But with you? No. This is personal. He crooned in dark ecstasy. Your dad sucked, dude. No one wears that carny crap anymore. Looks like paint by numbers. Chad shouted back as he... No, it, no, no, I'm not doing this. You've had aspects of me shackled and bound for a full year now, and this isn't your story. It's mine. And if there's one thing I am, it's pissed off. Enough with the build-up and meta-third wall-breaking fuckery. Let's take this to the last page. <coughs> ah, spellbound, Susie, Moose, and Punch jerked forward like puppets on invisible strings. Their silent screams so loud that the edges of their mouths in perfect O's began to crack and bleed crimson, weeping from their face in rivulets. Susie, Susie, come on, please. God damn it, Dark! Outside, the pages of books never written, pages cursed and torn from the tomes at Alexandria, not seen since the first empires of man, sliced into earth, air, time and space, as the building itself began to shift out of reality. Chad impotently looked on as his friends clasped hands in a circle above the writhing book as the din reached a final crescendo and... Yes! <laughs> the book 
sparkling open, the ink, pencil, and crayon of a child's hand now moving across pages, forming arcane runes, wreathing colored paper pages as a new story. The final story bubbles into reality from beyond. His friends, his family, his loved ones enthralled all began to chant. It's a dark, dark night. Oh, hell no. Wake up. Come on. In a dark, dark wood. And in the dark, dark wood, there is a dark, dark road. Salt. And down the dark, dark, dark road, there is a dark, dark church. And in the dark, dark church, there is a dark, Dark room. Eat salt, dickhead. Chad yells like a fucking idiot. It's not working. Why isn't it working? And in the dark, dark room, there is a dark, dark hole. The limp-dicked loser that was Chad didn't realize that they were outside reality. The rules, charms, and wards that could have helped him mere moments ago now rendered useless, having passed beyond the veil. For the first time, Chad at last felt something he'd never felt before. Self-doubt. Fear of the failure Daddy always foretold that he would be at last coming to pass. Unseen by all, a long shadow stretched across the face of Appalachia from the hole once occupied by the rusty pick. Ebony fingers lacking substance at last reaching forth on the one night of the year when they could clawing across night sky towards the mire, longing for shadow and master to be connected once more. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the fuck to do. Susie, I'm sorry. And in the dark, 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 dark hole, there is a dark, dark, dark bottle. Shadowed hands smashed through Haven Church's doors, silencing its forever mourning organ music. Down the hall, just there, buried by the librarian. Rules? No rules. The fingers reached through the earth towards the screaming witch's bottle, the dark form swirling inside. There! Just there! Open it! Open it! Cried Dark. And in the dark, dark bottle, there was another bottle. What? Shadowed hands of a dumbass who just can't help himself hesitated. Before plunging back towards a mole miner named Tiffany, out looking for a gift for a date night for her mole friend, saw this sweet bottle and thought to herself, Treasure. She mumbled. What are you doing? Stop this! Chad grinned and picked up the book from the floor. Relief flooding over him as his guest paid off. Dark mumbled. Mumbly. That's, that's not enough a word! Realization dawned as Dark realized his mistake. Outside reality. And in between, uh, whatever. No rules meant no control. 
No control meant his perfect story, his piece of resistance... See, now I know you're fucking with me. You know that's not how you say it. ...could be controlled by anyone. Turning to his family, Chad spoke the magic words to release them from the dark spell. Fuck off, spell. And they were released. And yet part of them was not free. No, bound by the book and clutched in the black. Dark closed a shadowed fist over their minds and began to squeeze. Chad, being Chadley, remembered that in his own goddamn storybook, Dark wrote that magical objects lose their power if destroyed. So, Chad pulled out his flamethrower. Oh, come on, now that's just lazy writing! And, in slow motion action, threw his book into the air, blasting it with righteous flames. Hold on, kid. What the hell? I said, go away! Go away! Hey, hey! Let me look at you. You okay? You hurt? I'm okay. What happened? I think you're old enough to not need bedtime stories anymore, okay? Big girl stories? Uh, I don't know what that is. Moose? Punch? You good? Punch got boo-boo! What the hell was that about, dude? The usual shit. I'm getting the kid to bed. Wait! Good night, Mr. Punch. Night, night! Good night, Mr. Moose. Night, Squirt! Come on, curtain climber. Halloween here sucks, dude. Batman, come back. Punch, punch not like Batman. It's okay, buddy. I think it's done now. Don't cry, dude. Punch just want to be left alone with family and make brew. The night was a complete washout. Yeah? I'm still wired. Punch too. Want to get wasted and blow some shit up? Yeah, okay. Grab that nougat shine, dude. Tucked up in there. Here, grab your honeypot bear. Honeypot bear keeps me safe? Yeah, of course. You gave me a loaded handgun. You're a horrible father figure. But if it gets me that icky sticky honey in my belly, I'll do anything. <laughs> Sorry I was so upset earlier. It's okay. All things considered, if I hadn't... Being such a person took you out tonight. None of this would have happened. It's not your fault. From here on out, I'll listen more. Okay? Okay. Night-night kiss? Sure. Night-night kiss. Good night, kid. Chad? Yeah, kid? He's going to be really mad at you. Yeah. Get some sleep now.
Oh, come on, man. No rest for the wicked. Leave. Now. I'm not really here. A point of fact, actually. Neither are you. You fell asleep on her bed with a shotgun at the ready. You should see this. It's actually quite charming and incredibly wholesome. Now, before our evening comes to a close in the first light of day, strengthens the barrier and I'm sent packing, I thought we'd have a little chat, you and I. Because, to my great surprise, we've never really done that, have we? Come, have a drink with me. No tricks, not this time. Scout's honor. To your, well, I'd say health, but with the exception of Sleepy Simon, no one hates you more than I do. So, to your eventual death, Skull. Why? Why? Why do you keep coming back here? West Virginia. You could be anywhere and bother anyone else. And looking at the scoreboard, you're not doing so hot here. Ah, fair enough question to ask, really. I've been around... Well, around forever, really, in some form or another. You see, your people... You are like musical notes on a page... A temptation here, a curse there, and eventually you have oh such beautiful song, Misery in G Minor. I conduct my business here, and in the pit, in the Commonwealth and Capital Wasteland, in the Mojave, and further still west, where men plot in the middle of the polluted ocean. All of those places I conduct my business. Each person a note. Each event a chord. Until at last everything, everything is connected. My symphony ready to play just like it was on October 23rd, 2077. Oh, that was lovely. Brought a tear to my eye, to be fair. And yet... Vexingly, the concert was not concluded. Your kind have an irritating habit of enduring. I've never met anyone who likes to talk as much as you do. Jesus Christ, can we get to the point already? In short, here is where it all starts. This is just the beginning of your story, my dear Chad. We're merely halfway through... And what's coming? Oh, buckle up, kiddies. No refunds on this ride. You sense it, don't you? Don't you, Chad? The great black tide. The apocalypse after the apocalypse. That's why you keep them all close. Keep them here. Keep them safe. What is coming? Are you asking? I am asking. Knowledge comes with the price. Oh, here we go. I didn't make the rules I'm bound by. He did. Blame him. Though you're more apt to pray to a topless mothman dancer than to him, you heathen fool. Right. We're done. I'm going to bed to wake up 
so I can go to bed. Happy Halloween. Go fuck yourself. Stop, stop, fine. I can't give you the answer. That would be telling. And it can still change, you know. Free will is something beyond my control, as you've discovered. Alas. For now, I am offering you a one-time, no-strings-attached deal. One time and one time only, because it's Halloween, and little Susie didn't get her candy apple. What deal? It is simply this. Let Simon out. You have got to be shitting me, dude. Let him out, let him go, and then cross the bridge at Point Pleasant. You will find, to your great shock, as most things are, that you can. My gift to you. Go out there. Build hedonism too. Start a brofit colony for fitness-focused fops overcompensating for their teeny tiny bits. Hell, (laughs) by Christmas you could be running a roadside topless bar populated by ghouls and it skins. Decorating a Christmas tree with caps, stashes, and condoms. You you just go do whatever your heart desires, and you will never, ever see me. Uh. Or hear from me again. As I said, no tricks, no loopholes, no dubious fuckery. Why do you need Simon? That is my business. Nope, see you around. Are you sure? I will not offer this again. Yeah. You know why? Because you offered it in the first place. You don't give freebies. So I figure the only thing coming to fuck up your stupid symphony of whatever is a jukebox full of the chat. You're trying to get us to move out of the way. Off the board. For someone who's been around as long as you have, I ain't ever been around for a fraction of that, and I see right through the angle of your deal. (sighs) Well, on your own head be it. You know, no one quite gets under my skin like you do. But emotion porn of fire is like trying on a new pair of shoes. And, my perpetual leg day skipping friend, I'm loving breaking them in. The short Halloween treat has been fun. And you know... I'll leave you one final glistening red candy-coated apple surprise that isn't a razor blade, but will cut just as deep. I am timeless. You are not. You, your friends, this land, this world, all have a shelf life. And based on its expiration date, it'll come quite soon. Sooner than you think. And before the end, before the red burning end, my aperitif will be seeing you mad. Mad and mindless, broken and without hope. Oh, I can taste the heady bouquet already. Killed by those closest to you. <laughs> Delicious. Whatever. See you around. That you will. Oh, and Chad. What? 
I sent a blood tick to drink from your midsection. Wakey, wakey, bro. Oh God, I'm so sorry. 